turn your phone off. My phone is never on. That's why I don't answer your texts. <laughs> Live in New York. It's a show that's just totally locked in on the press. I haven't looked up. It's I'm first things in. first. I like it. Today, S Bob for Dallas. That means Super Bowl or bust. Why Miami that and the Cowboys? Really catch on the way we had hoped. Is it Super Bowl? Time? Everybody else knows their <laughs> yeah, S Bob. Uh, why Miami and the Cowboys are both fighting the same narrative? Meanwhile, Jerry Rice says Brock Purdy reminds him of a competent game manager. Just kidding. Jerry Rice says Brock Purdy reminds him of Joe Montana. We're running Montana highlights if you're on the podcast. And finally, don't drop the ball. It's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's a five-person bud list. Dropping the ball will be fine. Don't uh, pop it up in the air. Don't Remember, we it. adjusted great that. That's a great <laughs> one. We adjusted that. Uh, alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew. Let's go. Let's go. Anyone on the bubble bud list? This is an MVP edition bud list. Nasty. It's <laughs> not the question. I'm just letting just you know. Because the I thought that was better. I thought that would be more interesting to the fans. Bite my style and give a bud list. That's not biting your style. <laughs> just, you know, we start with Dolphins versus the Cowboys. <laughs> Mike McDaniel versus the media. Miami coach wants the Dolphins locked in on the Cowboys and the Cowboys only. Take a listen. Concerning yourself with um, the the next opponent, which for us is the. Dallas Cowboys and and any other narrative um, that has to do with good teams or um, playoff seeds or the next three game, all that stuff. Um, I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, <laughs> f off. <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> I love it. you got to love them. Uh, both of these teams facing the same narrative. 0-3 wow. against teams that are over 500. Uh, they're putting up 14 and 17 points, even though they are high-powered offenses, while their opponents are putting up Larry Bird-esque uh, 33. Wow. So, Nick, who has more to prove, the Cowboys or the Dolphins? It's unequivocally Miami. I, I don't know if Brew agrees or not, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I, To me... My, the question for Dallas is, because what we showed right there is Dallas's record on the road against teams above mm-hmm. 500. They obviously have a win against Philadelphia, and I think in a couple, in a few days, they're going to magically have a couple extra wins against teams above 500 because the Rams and the Seahawks are, I think, going to be above 500. Sure. But again, those were not road games. And so the question for Dallas is, can they win consistently on the road. I think it's slightly overstated, but it is a legitimate question. The question for Miami is far more basic and far more ominous. Can you beat good teams? Like that is, no matter where the game is played, can you beat good teams? Can your defense even show any resistance against competent quarterbacks? Those are real questions. And Miami this year, we're going to show you the quarterbacks they've beaten versus the quarterbacks they've lost to. There's one good quarterback on that list, Justin Herbert. That was week one, and the Chargers scored 34 points. Yes. The, yeah, there's one good quarterback on that list, Justin Sam Herbert. House, the, your, your guys, and Sam so, House, and, you know, and, and so I think it's like reverse chronological order, but it doesn't matter about <laughs> the reason for it. I'm not sure what the order of it. actually looks like it. The, right, the something it along those lines. But regardless, for Miami, their best win this year is either against Russ or Aiden O'Connell. Right. Uh, sit post Herbert, I should say. And as far as team, as far as best team they've beaten, it's probably the Broncos, who are not right it, now it going to be a playoff wise, team. Record-wise, right. it is. Yeah, but that, even that team was not 
Exactly this right. Broncos. When they beat the Broncos, yes. the Broncos were not even. So then it probably honestly is eight, the the Chargers. I think Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders. Honest probably. to God, no, probably. Right. And I so right. Dal- I'm not acting like Dallas has no questions, but I think Dallas has proven a lot this year while they still have more to prove. I think Miami has mostly left to prove. I think Miami, we know what they are, and I think we kind of know what they're not. And so I think Dallas has, I think Miami has far more to prove. Yeah, look, I I think Dallas has more to prove than Nick does. I don't belittle their questions as much as I think you did. Um, Yes, they have to show they can win on the road. And you're right, maybe some of these teams that they beat will have winning records shortly, but still. They haven't played great against teams with winning records at this point. So they've got that to prove. But you're right. It's Miami. There's no doubt about it. And, look, the bit about them being break dancers and and wanting to settle disputes with dancing rather than fisticuffs, I know it's funny and all that, but I really believe that to my core. Like, I believe they're a cute, fun, flashy team, a finesse team in a league where sometimes – You just got to knock a dude on his butt. Sure. And I don't know that that's them. Okay? And so, to me, they have more to prove. I think Dallas, despite their troubles on the road, despite their troubles with good teams, is a tough team. I don't think they're soft. And and so, if they beat Dallas, this will go a long way in making me feel a lot better about Miami. In fact, these next – the rest of the season, they got Baltimore after this. And then Buffalo. And then uh, Buffalo. So, we're going to find out what the Dolphins are made of. And, yeah, they got more to prove. If Miami loses, are we going to come on and be like, five alarm fired, the Dolphins lost? No. If, if Dak loses this game, he would fall to 0-4 on the road against winning teams. He's averaging 6.5 yards a pass. He's got 220 passing yards. His passer rating is 78. Hold on. I feel like Dallas has more to it prove. It would be in- Go ahead. Oh, Dallas has more to prove. I feel like yeah. Dak and Dallas have way more to prove. So if one I, team loses, think, it's a calamity. If Miami loses, but that's, like, that's, that's because we don't believe in Miami. Yeah, exactly right. Do you believe in Miami? That, I mean, that's the problem. Like, we think Dallas you, yeah. is a legit contender. That, that, that is, Brew, Brew okay, got it so, exactly yeah, right. That, the, the reason I that, so I guess let me, let, let's follow your hypothetical mm-hmm. further. Miami beats Dallas. We think it's a calamity for Dallas. Why? Because it means we don't think they have any real chance of going on the road right. and reaching the Super Bowl. Yes. Miami beats Dallas. We, we then think, what about Miami? Same thing. That they're not going to make this. Like, the, well, even, we, Josh even, Allen beat Dallas, the, and all of a sudden, like, the, hmm. no, if they beat Dallas, I'll believe more, and it will impress me. I won't think they're better than Kansas the, City or Baltimore. Right. Well, like, right. And with Dallas, the issue, the issue with Dallas is not that you don't think they can beat Detroit. The issue with Dallas is you don't think they can beat San Francisco, yeah. and some people think they're not going to be able to beat I'm Philadelphia. I'm also not sure they can beat Detroit. The, oh, well, I think the, I, think I mean, they got, the, they got Detroit. I think they would, well, <laughs> I think Detroit, what Dallas has working against it, if they play Detroit in the playoffs, is either in game Detroit. would be in a dome. Well, either way, it's in, you know what I mean, and that's where Detroit cooks the most. But I, but I think, big picture wise, I am more concerned by if your team struggles against a certain type of team than if your team struggles venue based. Mm-hmm. And what we can't say about Dallas is they can't play well against the 
A-list quarterbacks. Both these teams have beaten Justin Herbert, but Dallas also beat Matt Stafford's team. They beat uh, Geno Smith's not an A-list quarterback, but a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they've played, in my opinion, very well against Jalen both times. And so, that to, to me, Dallas has the personnel and the, the road game stuff. The reason I said it's slightly overblown is, I understand it's last season, but it's the same people. We saw the Cowboys go on the road and blow out the Bucks in a playoff game. The team was that, not good. Okay, but it's still a road yeah, playoff I, I, game that they I'm, won I'm by 30 points. That team was no good. The, that was a bad Buccaneers team. The, but they weren't the 8-9. No, I understand. I, yeah. I guess, but again, I'm sorry. I don't want to be redundant here. But isn't the part of the Cowboys' concern that they're going to be on the road in round one of the playoffs against what a Buccaneers team? Not round and so, one. So you're not worried about them in round one against no matter Tampa what the Bay? Okay. I know you guys love Baker the, Mayfield, but no, no, I'm worried about S. Bob. Okay. I know y'all think winning the playoff game is going to be impressive. S. Bob. Okay. And that's what the problem is with them being on the road. And if and what does the last B and Bob mean? The bus. bus. What would happen then? What? What? It, it's like your must win. You of all people should. Know. <laughs> oh, he checked you. Is must oh, win like? Oh bro. my gosh, the season's over. They're no. done. They no. gotta stop playing. No. Then neither is bus. Bro, <laughs> it's taking sixteen weeks. But I you mean, got I was it. saving it. For yeah. when but he really, you know when that? he really that's, got that's, I've always, I've just been on your side, so I haven't wanted yeah, to he, use he it. He tried to muscle up and sun me. He tried to sun me. So I said, you know what? It's time. It was the opposite. I was asking a legit question. Well done. Well what is done. going on? Tua paradoxically uh, claimed he didn't care about what people said about him, but was also keeping receipts. So figure that one out. Uh, take a listen. Yes, it had the right business model, guys. <laughs> I keep receipts. We all we all have 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 a way of how we do things, but like all the narratives about it, I am yeah sure. I am only good with Tyreek, and I that you're right. I am. That is the only time I am at my best. Um, you're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 I could care less. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. So, whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, like, take clips out, out of what I just said. Do, it, do what you need to do. Like, that, I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games. Uh, what you know what he should have done there, Wilds? A Belichick. To no, say. The, the, he <laughs> should have done what his coach told him yeah. he's allowed to do. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think he knows what keep receipts mean. <laughs> I think that's what that's what was obvious from that because he said. I keep receipts, mm-hmm. and then everything he said after that was I like, care. I don't keep yeah, receipts. But, but go ahead. I mean, the question is overrated, underrated, or properly rated, but the quote is so – that's not good. I mean, it it's was good really for us. In his head. It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun for the audience. It wasn't great for them. No. So overrated, underrated, properly rated. Nick, I think this is an interesting and somewhat tough question because I'm not totally sure where two is rated. That's a good point. Like, earlier in the year, he was in the MVP conversation. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't think it was ridiculous, but I thought, eh, I don't really think he's that level of quarterback. He's sixth right now, which, okay, MVP, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this. If you think he is a bottom tier two quarterback, I think that's about properly rated. I don't know where people have him, but if it's bottom of tier two. So does that mean, like, give us an approximate ranking, like around the 10th best in the league? Is that where you have it, around the 8th best? Yeah, 8 to 10, 11-ish in that that area. That's okay. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's good. Um, Now, look, here's it. 
He's got, and I know we talk about, and I'm not trying to make it a Brock Purdy conversation, but it's we, going to be we so talk about, about okay, so fine, because I got some yeah. ammo there. Um, <laughs> but Brock, we talk about Brock oh, hold Purdy. Hold on, I have to interrupt you. No, because I knew America, you were going to make it. just did something. He's like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it a Brock Purdy thing. And then he's like, because I like, knew. But if it is, I've got seven polls you would go for you. Because but go ahead. Honestly, go you ahead. and I off sorry. the air have been like, to a Purdy yes. eye test. Yes. I like Purdy a little better, mm-hmm. believe it or not, even though yeah. one was sure. such a high pick and one yep. was such a low pick. Um, but they both have tons, like Kyle Shanahan, Mike yep. McDaniel, Raheem Mostert, and Devon Achan. Like, sure. Achan's averaging like eight and a half yards yep. a carry. So those two and Christian McCaffrey, yeah. they both got – I actually think uh, Miami's got better wide receivers. Definitely. Two wide receivers. Oh, I agree with that. Tyreek's best yeah. in the league and then um, Jalen Waddle. And so, so you say, okay, well, what about him and Purdy? Here's the difference I would say, Nick. Purdy has done it against the good teams. Like, that's the that's difference fair. between Purdy and Tua. Here's Tua against teams with winning records. 0-3, which yep. is – that's not all on him, but 230 passing yards a game, three touchdowns and two interceptions, and a passer rating of 89. Here's Brock Purdy, just to say the, the two, since you're going to bring it up. And 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. No question. And a passer rating of 121.6 against winning teams. No, so, one does it in yeah, against all teams. One only does it so against the I bad teams. I think Tua is perfectly rated. Which does, it's one of the reasons. Which is, which is right, right, right where you had him. That nobody thinks he is the bus driver. Nobody, th- nobody thinks that. Nobody, listen, Tua leads the NFL in completion percentage. He leads the NFL in passing yards. He is second in yards per attempt to Purdy. Yep. He is second in passer rating to Purdy. Yet for some reason, and this is what frustrates me a bit, I will admit, I think we are pretty level-headed about Tua. And they're like, hey, he's good. Hey, he's good. Should he be league MVP? No, of course not. He's not even the best player on his own team. Like, we, with Tua, we, and if I were a Tua fan, I would say, yeah, except we have the Tua party conversation backwards. Because, because we've seen the Miami Dolphins without Tua. They collapsed. We saw this. We saw the Niners last year before Purdy got there on a winning streak, right, with Jimmy G. We've seen Tua this year, just this past week. Hang 30 and play great without yeah. Tyreek. We saw Purdy when he struggled without his guys. So I, I think Tua fans would be like, yeah, yeah, they're similar, except our guy has proven more than the other guy has. Our team falls apart without him. Our guy just had a great game without his best right. player on the that team. That was impressive. That which was very impressive. And so what is like just frustrating to me is I see two quarterbacks that I think we both – I think Brew and I agree. I test-wise are in the same – Purdy, to me, Purdy is more impressive. But, but, yeah, but it's, they're in the same neighborhood. They're in the same offensive system. You could argue their teams have the best and second best offensive weapons in the league. Their records are 11 and 3, 10 and 4. Their, their stats are first, second, second, first. And one guy is up there at the press conferences saying, listen, I know the narrative. I'm bad at football. I can't play. And the other guy at the press conferences, it's like, hey, man. How, what suit are you going to wear when you accept the MVP award in a month? And it but just strikes me as incongruous. It, 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 if, if Purdy was drafted where Tua was and Tua was drafted where Purdy was, like I, I, I firmly believe this, and I think you would, feel, you would be on this side. If, if Purdy was drafted where Tua was, it'd be over. 
everybody would be like, he's MVP, period. It's not even – it's done. I, I don't think there – in fact, I think if he was a fourth round or higher pick, it would be over. It's oh, just I, because he's Mr. Relevant and we can't believe – Yeah, we bet Christian McCaffrey's really never good. been this so, good. He ha- his numbers are better than ever. McCaffrey. I buy that. Overall, I do think we missed the forest for the trees a little bit. What do you mean? On the conversation. I feel like Tua's quote was really bad. Why? So what so, you so, tell so, us. I just feel like it's – I just don't think he should have been saying any of that. And he opened up and was honest with the media like he's kicking around with his friends. He should have just been stone-faced – like, I'm a, to be honest with you guys, you I'm 100% about. locked in on the Cowboys. Can't. When said he's like poured his heart out about the narratives, when Mike McDaniel did his thing, not to be clever, although it was clever, because I think Mike McDaniel felt a little bit of that percolating in the locker room and he wanted to tamp it down, and Tua just kind of let can it I, loose. Can I throw a counter at that quickly? Sure. I don't think it's what he said. I think it's Tua's delivery and tone of voice. I think it kind of changes how he is read. I think if he had said the exact same words, but with anger in his voice, but he never speaks with anger, it wouldn't have sounded unconfident. If he said, yeah, I know the narratives. I suck without Tyreek. I'm a bad football player. I've kept the receipts. It's fine. I don't care about any of it. But, yeah, without Jalen Waddell, I can't play. If the transcript read the exact same, but his delivery were different, I don't know if it would have come across that way. But he always gives that. He, that is just – he's a soft-spoken, mild-mannered guy. And so I think his delivery makes it seem like he's not confident. I don't actually – I personally don't think it's what he's saying. I just think it's how he delivers messages is why he's taken like that. Maybe you disagree. I, 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 you actually convinced me more for Wilds point because oh. if he had gone up there yelling that, I think we would have been like, "Dude is really oh. concerned about what people think about him." Yeah, I, I think he's a really good guy. I mean, he comes like I think yeah. that's one thing you're saying, and he comes off well. I think he was being honest, but it look it's going to boil down to how he plays. Yeah, if he goes out here and rips the Cowboys. Then we're going to be like, hey, he's just hey, a good be back guy. back in the MVP conversation. Uh, Super Bowl odds. San Francisco at one. Baltimore's at two. The Chiefs are at three. Then it's Miami, Philly, and then Dallas, who Vegas knows can't beat the 49ers. Better bet to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys or Dolphins? Look, I don't think the Cowboys can beat San Francisco, especially if they have to play in San Francisco. I think Philly's better than the Cowboys, but, you know, that you can argue about that. But... I don't think I think at least the Cowboys are like a contender. There we go. I, I don't think Miami and and people would I think Miami if they get the number one seed, which is a possibility, people might give them that. But I just don't think they're close to Baltimore or Kansas. I shouldn't say close, but I don't think they beat Baltimore, or Kansas City, Dallas. You think there's I only five? I see can- one team they definitely can't beat, or at least in my mind, and that's San Francisco. So. Yeah, I just the Cowboys. My questions about them are maturity, lack of maturity, whatever you want to call it. The culture I don't like and all that stuff. But Miami, I just don't think I, I have some football questions about Correct. them. Whereas Dallas is not necessarily I mean, on the field. That, they I can mean, do everything when they need. Right, they're they're the number one and number two scoring offenses in football. Difference of a point. So let's call their offenses a wash. Dallas and Miami. And Dallas has the far better defense by any yeah. stat or eye test or anything. I mean, and what? I just, it, it feels, I think you should take a little bass out of your voice for that. Why? <laughs> because the Bills just put up 
260 What did the Bills do to Miami? I didn't. I didn't. I missed that game. I wasn't oh, yeah, watching. Yeah, but, but I'm a recency guy. Okay, recency well, bias. yeah, of course. Uh, so the Broncos I think, put up. You know, they scored 70 on the Broncos. The Broncos the, have a good defense now. The, Just saying, the most recent data I will take. Okay, and Dallas. No, listen. I, I know, it's not the, the most recent data you'll take. It's that the most recent data very often you will act like is the only data, which is a frustration <laughs> you and I have. This is what led you to believe <laughs> the Patriots were going to beat the Chiefs because they had added know, defense for three weeks. But now the Chiefs beat the Patriots. All of a sudden, the Chiefs score more. The, no, no, listen, I I, I was not trying to uh, get in a contentious argument with you, Kevin about now. something <laughs> you don't even actually, I think, disagree with me on. I was go- trying to support Brew, which is, I think what you're saying, Brew, is in your mind, the actual Super Bowl contender pool is five wide. That it is in no order, Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas. That's how that I you view, view it as that, uh, the, barring and a it, cataclysmic event. The Super Bowl winner is coming from one of those five teams. Yes. And for the record. And the other team, if I threw one in there, would be, would be Buffalo. Buffalo I knew you were going to say Buffalo. I, I don't think they that, would, and would so, win it, but, Right. And yeah. by the way, Bruin, I totally agree with you. Mm. I think that we are, at this point in the season, we can say teams like Detroit, Miami, a team getting hot right now, we're going to talk about later, the Rams, yep. or a team getting hot right now in this conference, the Bills, they are in a different group. That they're, the, the Super Bowl champion is going to be Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, Philly, or San, or who did Dallas. I leave out? Dallas, pardon me. And that's it. And so I agree. I think that Dallas is a better bet because I think they can win it. I don't think Miami can win it. I might jump on the Miami bandwagon if it's over. Well, that's good because you've been excommunicated from Chiefs. Well, oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. I am you're still looking in. for a team. No, yeah, I you're still looking like for Chiefs. Uh, Baltimore <laughs> being disrespected next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. We'll be right back. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. If you get a chance, check out the Super 6 free-to-play game. You download the Fox Sports app and you enter for free. You get a chance at $10,000. In weekly cash prizes, welcome back to an electric show. Mark Schlereth is here. He won several Super Bowls. Ravens are five-and-a-half-point underdogs on Monday night in San Francisco. Lamar, 6-1 and one on the road this year. Baltimore's defense giving up the fewest points and yards of any team on the road. So how does Baltimore feel about being underdogs? Take a listen. I'm cool. So I want them to pick us. I like being an underdog, you know, um... I don't know. I like we. I believe we play better when we're doubted and we're not. You know, people not choosing us to win the game. I feel like we play better all the time. So, just do it all the way to February.
the 11 and threes are not created equal right now um, in terms of the 49ers versus us. And um, we feel a little disrespected by that. Uh, I feel like we are the best team in the league and uh, we've got an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Okay. Brew, are the Ravens being disrespected? Your Ravens. Yes, they absolutely are. Both teams are 11 and 3. Mm-hmm. Both teams are the top two defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top four offenses in the league, both of them. Yeah. And one, Baltimore, I said it yesterday, 6 and 2 against teams with winning records. Five of those wins have come against teams, have been by two or more touchdowns. Yeah. And yet, you are five and a half point underdogs. Them being underdogs doesn't shock me. But five and a half points? Yeah, what do you get at home? Three? You're two and a half, three. Three. So, the so they're saying eight points essentially separates these two teams. No, so that's what's no, no, shocking. No, otherwise. The other. They're saying two three points. Oh, the sorry, the game's sorry, in San right, right. They're saying three points separates it. But, I'm, but, but, yeah. I'm, but, I'm, but it's in Baltimore. No, it's not. It's no. in San Francisco. I'm so, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for two. Yeah. But I think they're being disrespected. I can kind of tell you why he's in shambles right now. Where you're on bro. Because we tilted Brew before the segment Because they're trying. This is our fault. Because, Brew, because one of these teams you picked to go to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Baltimore. And, yeah. you, and you, you like how they've been – you love how they've love been how playing. how they've been playing. And the Niners, is, as we know, you're a big believer in due for a loss theory. Because that's why you picked Philly to lose not, to the San Francisco. They were due for a loss. It wasn't because San Francisco's yeah. better. It's because they were due. And so well, the Niners, the Niners feel due, right? And no, the they've lost three times. The, right, but, 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 six, but six in a row. I'm just curious. Three I know we're not doing picks, but who are you leaning towards in this game? I'm leaning San Francisco. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. <laughs> no. Wilds. First of all, hold on. Did I pick I Baltimore to win the Super Bowl? You pick them to go. To okay. Go to yeah. They could still lose. They could lose to San Francisco and still go. Yes, I and know. then play San Francisco in the Super Bowl and and okay. lose. Okay. Slur, if you and my pick wouldn't be different. I may bring you up on yeah, a, a months-long narrative yes. uh-huh. on first things first. Yes, please. <sighs> Last NBA season. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Drew changed his pick. And Nick mercifully, mercilessly mm-hmm. mocked When did him. I change yes. my pick last year? I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get Hold on. I had oh, here we go. last no, year? No. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So Maybe no, it was two this years year, ago. This year, he has picked <laughs> Eagles versus Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But every time the 49ers, who he loves, plays either the Eagles or the Ravens, he picks the he's Niners. chosen the 49ers. And First won't. of all, I didn't make my pick for tomorrow. <laughs> you just yeah. said it. Yeah, Leaning. No. We ran the numbers. You've never been leaning yeah. on a Thursday <laughs> and switched all the way over. <laughs> exactly. It's well, never happened. No, you're asking the wrong guy. Stink will be with me. Stink. No, he yeah. won't. If okay. I pick a team to reach the Super Bowl, does that mean I think they're going 17 No, but, no but if the same I thing. They're going to lose all. three to five games. But if you just keep picking one other team to beat all your teams and then saying, but you don't believe in that I team. I go with field. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> uh, hold on, because y'all, they're mocking me. Yes. No. But three of us, in fact, I think Jennings might have been with y'all too. Four of us made picks uh-huh. on with Dallas, no, San Francisco, Philly. Uh-huh. Who was right? Right, just you. Which is you I'm and you. How you mocking me? Yeah, then? Also okay, right. all right. So you pick, you can, pick, can I, I listen? Yes, please. The, so here's the thing. This is <laughs> the perfect spot. <laughs> if you truly believe in Baltimore, not Brew necessarily, just the generic you, mm-hmm. I would argue. Yeah. This is the perfect spot to pick them, because mm-hmm. Baltimore's only sustained weakness this year has been. 
blowing games that they have leads in late. That's the only way they've lost is games they had a total control sure. of, and that is over the course of the ent- – not a Purdy thing, the entire oh, right. Shanahan era thing. Yeah. That's the one thing the Niners can't do. The one thing the Niners can't do is fourth quarter comebacks. They're, okay. I think, three and 36 in games uh, when they're down by four or more in the fourth quarter. You add to it that Lamar owns the NFC, Correct. unlike almost any quarterbacks ever owned a conference, because if you don't play Lamar but once every four years, you don't know how to deal with him, at least that's my reading of it. He's such a unique player. He's 19 so, and 1. Ni- in his career against stat. the NFC. Yes. So I would just, listen. I would just think someone who really believes in Baltimore would love them right. in this spot and think they're being disrespectful. I, no, I would, I I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I, I'm I would say, well, the question was, look, are they disrespectful? We, we've thrown flowers at Baltimore. Baltimore's a great football team. Mm-hmm. They're really, when you look at it, you get three points for being at home. They're two-and-a-half-point underdogs, yeah. like to a team that's played exceptionally well. And if anybody, if you ask anybody that follows this game, would say they're probably the most talented roster in football. So that's not disrespected to me. That's the proper amount of respect. Here's to your point, though, about Lamar and what makes him so unique. He creates frustration, and frustration creates mistakes. Because of his ability to extend plays, run around, you can perfectly cover something. You can totally shut down a play, Mm -hmm. and it's the second play behind that play, meaning he extends the play. He makes three guys miss on sacks. He holds the ball for seven seconds. He scrambles around. There's no receiver in the world that, can, that you can cover from a DB for seven seconds. He finds a guy. He either scrambles and makes a first down with his feet or he throws one. And what you do then is you get so frustrated as a defense, you start playing out of control. You start taking gambles and chances that you shouldn't take. Like That's what? the big play. Well, all of a sudden you jump a double move. Like, oh, here I come. I'm going to jump, move, I'm going to get an interception, and I'm going to stop them right now. And all of a sudden, what happens? 48-yard touchdown over the top. Yeah. That's, what makes them, that's what makes them just unbelievably difficult to defend because you've got to be able to say, I'm going to stay disciplined on this guy for four straight quarters. And it's almost impossible to do because he's such an exceptional athlete. Zay Flowers time. Whoop. You like Baltimore <laughs> in the spot, Wilds? Big time. I thought you did. Outright win. If that I, got, happens, I got the Niners by 14. Well, I got, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I think it's going to be close. Uh, all right, so Brew doesn't have this as his Super Bowl preview yet, but a lot of people do. <laughs> Here's Lamar on the hype around the game. There's some talk about this could be a Super Bowl preview. What do you think about that? Super Bowl is in February. We're in December right now. We got to focus on Monday night. No, I'm not worried about what people say. Okay. Uh, last 30 years, this is only the fifth matchup of number one seeds. None actually met in the Super Bowl. So, Brew, really? trap question. I, I don't. I don't remember that wow. Chiefs Saints game at all. Chiefs Saints. I'm sorry. I should. That was more internal than external okay. monologue. My bad. Go ahead. It happened. You yeah. questioning Josh? <laughs> Josh, he says that game didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not questioning. I'm just theory. saying I don't remember it. it I'm happened. sure he's right. There's I just don't remember. Go ahead. Uh, trap question, Brew. Are you buying this as a Super Bowl preview? Well. Nope. I love the answer from Lamar. That's a great answer. It That's what your boy yep. Tua needs to take exactly. lessons. Um, and I gotta be honest, y'all. I, I I actually thought this weekend's game was in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and I'm I like Baltimore on the road. So oh, he's now tomorrow, switching. You, no, I, mean, not, I never made a pick yet. Yeah, but I'm, I like leaning. Baltimore on the road. Yeah, I said I was leaning. But anyway, I'll answer that tomorrow. Um, no, <laughs> you know it's not a Super Bowl preview. 
I told you, it couldn't be sure. San Francisco's a great team. I still am sticking with my pick, Philadelphia. Look. All right? <laughs> You Philly, don't I don't to. change. Despite don't Nick trying to you, you always flip it. You, I don't change. So I'm what got do you, what Philly like and about, Baltimore. What do you like about the Eagles more than the 49ers? The Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. Gotcha. Are they a Johnny come lately? <laughs> that, no, that not at all. Um, okay. I like the leadership the, in the locker listen, room. We'll I, get to that later. The, the, hurts. Good. I think I can be I can be very clear and very uh, concise and pretty easy to follow here. Obviously, it could be. Brew and I just said these are two of the five teams that are true contenders. I think this will be if there was an NFL uh, bronze medal game. I think it'd be a preview of that. I think these are the two teams that are going to lose their conference championship games. And so, because of that, no, I don't think who are the Forty Niners losing to? I told you that already. I, I do not listen. I'm telling you, and again, maybe this will end up being a category three. I think it's going to end up being my greatest category two. I believe that this is <laughs> going to be the sequence. In that, the that is the, this. Okay, well, I have three types of opinions. Category one, instantly correct. Category two, eventually correct. Category three, cartoonishly wrong. So the Jokic <laughs> stuff was a category three. Category I thought three. it was going to be a category two. <laughs> I ended up being a category three. Okay. All right. Um, I believe twos. we are going to have this timeline. We are going to have an NFC Championship game in San Francisco where the Niners are seven-point favorites. Yep. And they lose the game because, if, for some reason, game gets off script. It's close in the second half. They aren't able to lean on their run game. They have to go to Purdy. He makes critical errors, and they lose. And everyone's like, gosh darn it. That's what people were worried about. And four days later, he's going to be handed the NFL's MVP award. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think that the, – the, Dallas. Yeah, to Dallas. And I think that in the AFC, believe it or not, I'm going to go ahead and I'll take Bruce's same logic on the Eagles. Uh, my team won the Super Bowl last year. I think they're going to be fine. The Kansas City Chiefs. All right. That's what I think. That, I, think that, I think that's great. These are obviously the two best teams in the league right now. Six weeks is an eternity. Hmm. And I don't know where they're going to be in six weeks. I mean, Brock Purdy has more. One elbow injury away from the penthouse to the outhouse. That's how quick things can turn in the league. Because you've got to understand how... how how rosters are constructed, right? 80% of the money goes to 10% of the guys, your superstars. And then how's the bottom of the half of the roster constructed? With rookies and first-year players that couldn't play dead in a Western. And when you get one dude hurt and you got to replace him with a dude that can't play dead in a Western, your team's dead. <laughs> and that's how leagues are constructed right now. And that's I, how the team well, you're saying based on injuries. Based on injuries. If, if everybody's healthy, you think this is I think they're the two best teams in the league. Yeah. But I would, I would imagine that at least one of these teams comes out of this game significantly lesser than they go into it. The two physical defenses to massive game. Good point. I think they're going to be hitting a lot. Sirianni, next. I think you're banking. Thanks. No, I just. Monday night, Philly needed a field goal to tie the game. First and 10 at their own 45. 13 seconds left. Jalen Hurts throws a bomb to A.J. Brown to the 17. Went down as a head-scratching interception. Sirianni explained why they made this call. Take a listen. At times there, Tim, you, you know, we've seen, um, you know, you can get a pass interference there. Not only could you get a pass interference, also A.J. has a tremendous ability to come down with the football um, in one-on-one situations. And you know what? In this particular case, it didn't work out. Give me a break. I mean, listen, color me shocked that it's not coming quite as easy for Nick Sirianni. He's tightening up a bit, but give me a break. 
And uh, I would love, there are a lot of other teams, I won't name them, but that if after a game they were like, yeah, we were just hoping the refs bailed us out at the end, that was the strategy, I think people would be quite upset about it. Here's the deal. I actually don't think that's a bad strategy if you're down four or more. Yes. In that spot, I actually yeah, think the uh, the work on the underthro- intentionally underthrown trying to draw DPI should be a part of smart coaching playbooks as long as it's called the way it is. But down three, it's ludicrous. It, it like trying the if you are in that spot, you're like, if we don't score a touchdown, we lose. We have 17 seconds. You've got to at this point, you're kind of pulling all parachutes available to you. So I don't I don't hate it. But stink down three with a timeout mm. with a kicker who hit from 59 a couple weeks ago to send a game into overtime. Yeah. I just thought that was so much risk. Yes, there was some reward attached to it, but you didn't need to be that desperate. And also, by the way, Sirianni, add this to the long list of things you have said this year, either to fans or referees or other coaches and now to the media that you shouldn't have. Even if that was the strategy, maybe don't tell people that. Maybe don't say the strategy was we were trying to get a cheap de- defensive so pass. I wonder if that Is it so, possible so. he's covering Jalen? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, oh, that's what, 100%. That's, right. So you've got so, – so the ball goes – where the defense dictates the ball to go. Mm-hmm. You get a one-on-one on the outside with a single high safety, right, and you have that guy stacked, you got to throw it in a place where your receiver can catch it. So that ball was late with too much air under it. It allowed Love to get over the top and intercept that ball, and it was short. That's a one-on-one throw, and it's a it bad short. throw. That's you got to come back for it. That's a, that's a bad throw. The, and so, so you're saying what you're your call saying, isn't bad if he makes the right throw. No, like, uh, do I do I love going deep? No, but sometimes that's what they give you. And so if you're you're made the right decision. Yeah. So you made the right decision, but you made a bad throw. So was he going to go out on the podium and say, well, my quarterback made a really bad throw right. that we got one-on-one on the outside. He had him stacked. He had the defensive back stacked. He was wide open. He missed the throw. He was late. It was right. had too much air on it. It allowed the safety to get over the top. No, you just say, hey, man, we threw one deep. We thought maybe we'd get a P.I. there. Like, you, you're, you're basically protecting your quarterback. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I, I'm with both of you because, I mean, you only needed, what, No, you just with me, not yeah, with you. Well, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean – He was well, wrong. I was right. Well, I mean on if it's – if it's if you're down four, I understand oh, yes. going for that. Yeah. But go – you got 13 seconds left, a timeout left, and you need 15 yards-ish to get mm-hmm. your guy in a comfortable field goal position. So, I think they should have gone underneath – but I, like you yeah. said, but, but see, they're I, bringing, looking at they're his bringing safety down there. What they're doing to protect they're, that they're they're crowding that, saying the only thing we're going to give you is to throw the over the top because right. it's a, can, there's less a chance of completing I, that. I get that's that. That's why what he said only in? made sense. I, that he I, but there's also I, I get I, I understand everything you're saying. Doing. But there is I mean there is nothing to the. I I would have thought, and maybe I'm just a dope here, that what you are targeting because you have a timeout is at least two guys either running mesh or crossers around right past the end of the Seahawk nose and to where you can get an easy completion over the middle, call your timeout, and see if you're in field goal range or if you need one more to the sidelines. You could have dumped it to the back right there because the back was wide open coming out of the backfield. He blocked and then he released. But again, if if the read is to throw it to that guy and that guy is open, that's you don't good. say. Hey, Let me take. It's like it would be like saying, you know, you're playing, you're playing, you're shooting hoops in your backyard by yourself, right? 
Did you ever one time catch the ball and say, countdown, three, two, one, pass it to Melo? <laughs> no, no, you took the shot, right? I mean, you took the sh- You never right, didn't right, take right, the right, shot right, right, right. as a kid. So, I mean, that's if you, if the shot is there and that's your first read to progression, you take it. Oh, sweet. And you trust A.J. Burton. What happened? The, the, the bottom Purdy, line. next Montana, next. Oh, I'm, I'm not, not saying about it. Yes. No, if later on in the year. Ooh, coming up in 10 short minutes. It's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. You know, yesterday we heard the GOAT QB Tom Brady say Christian McCaffrey was the MVP over Brock. And Brew dismissed it entirely. No, he didn't. He, he said, said, he said, he said he just because you can point. throw the ball doesn't mean you can evaluate the players. GOAT wide receiver has weighed in on Brock. And <laughs> guess who we compared him to? Oh, now oh, Brew's going to oh, love it. Hold on. <laughs> Brock reminds me a lot of Montana, his coolness. He doesn't get rattled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you know, you, you need your quarterback to be that way. Okay. Uh, you Don't know, put your hands over, out from over your face because Josh uh, made up offensive teammates wow. with Mary Jerry Rice when Montana won the MVP in 89. So you have all these guys, they combined for 5,000 yards and on the Ooh, right side. Tom Rathman. Tom Rathman is out there you just cooking, to block dude. him, huh? Tom Rathman, where's Tom Rathman? He was a good fullback. He had 10 touchdowns. He's a good fullback. I played offense. Purdy's the new Montana. Brady used to be the new Montana. I mean, I think what Jerry said speaks for itself. You know, I'm just messing with Nick. No, look, I think there are some similarities in that. You guys know, I think intangibles are huge with quarterbacks. Brady, Montana, the two best, in my opinion, didn't have the strongest arms, but cool under pressure, as as Jerry Wright said, smart, intelligent, can galvanize the locker room to follow them. Like, Purdy does have that. Now, this might surprise Nick. And you talked about Montana when he won his MVPs. Montana won two Super Bowls before Jerry Rice got there. He did. He won with Dwight Clark and, you know, yeah. a cast that wasn't Hall of Fame riddled like when he won his MVP. So I will give my – now, could Purdy have done that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know about Super Bowls, but I'm saying could he have been good? I don't mean Super Bowls, Nick. I mean, could he have been good without this cast? I don't know right now. But We got a little view of it when he didn't have all of them. We have got a little small well, tiny But, but hold on. If you, but, but here's, on okay, in fairness – Christian McCaffrey didn't do anything in those games, and he played too. So if we're going to say Purdy's not any good because he didn't play well when they were injured, then we got to say the same thing about McCaffrey. And so, and we're not saying that, so I don't think that's fair to Purdy. But I'm just going to be fair and say Montana did, before Rice and those guys got there, he proved that he could lead teams to Super Bowls. Purdy's not going to get that chance because he's got a stacked team right away. Yeah, well, I think during those times, that time mm-hmm. when they went 0-3, I don't think Trent Williams played either. He Correct. Was so maybe right. Trent Williams is truly the MVP of this team. Maybe. Everybody's maybe. Right. At least, yeah, at least he's In great. my opinion, I think he's maybe top three football players in the National Football League, maybe number one. Ooh. I'd have to... I, I, I think there's a close. great argument. But but what, what he said is 100% true. His coolness reminds me of Joe Montana. There's only two guys I ever got up off the bench to watch play on the offensive side of the ball. Because normally I was, you know, I was fat, I was cranky, yeah. and uh, I was uncomfortable. So sure. I just sit on the bench and wait for my turn to go back out and play. But I went out and watched Joe Montana orchestrate back when I played with the Redskins. And it was phenomenal. You know, you get in the bus at the end of a game, and the 49ers beat you by 14, and you're like, how the hell did that team beat us by 14? 
And then you'd get that stat sheet, and you'd look Montana, and he'd be 23 of 27, 278 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And he would just pick you apart. Yeah. He's one of the greatest players ever. And it just was, yeah. And it was just, yeah. yeah. But you, we probably was, shouldn't be but, talking about Brock Purdy in that like. But it was no. But well, people would have said that. In fair, people would have said Montana was a third but, round but, pick. But just throw like here was it phenomenal? Yeah. Here's in college. what I'm talking about: throwing the ball on time, getting out of your hands, and letting your players right do what they do with it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's that's a skill, and he's got that skill. Listen, that's guys, all he's saying. I, he wasn't he saying he's Montana. Uh, you said it just reminds him of it, guys. Yeah, listen, fair. I um, reminds him of it. Uh, I mean, I was ready to do a whole pithy bit about how this is actually bad news for Brock. Because as we know, on the Niners Mm -hmm. is the next Steve Young. And what happened to Joe Montana? He got replaced by Steve Young. System quarterback, you know, Montana Um, right to Young. But guys, I think I might be bowing out of this one. Oh. I I have been, I have had to deal with internally and externally Mm -hmm. too much surrounding Brock Bleeping Purdy. The last time Montana's name was evoked, it was, hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Brock Purdy might be Joe Montana or Tom Brady, or he might have to settle for being Dak Prescott. Then he instantly had a three-game losing streak, and everyone regained their sanity, and now we're back, and he's going to win MVP. And I am simply pushing against the narratives of that are being pushed elsewhere. Let's have a real discussion. We're having a serious discussion about Brock Purdy versus Joe Montana. But I'm now being attacked by family. My, you guys know my wife's grandmother. She's been here. She's 90 years old. She lives in California. She texted me this yesterday. That be true. I swear to God. I love you, but I'm tired of you trashing my quarterback. That's her. She watches every day. She's mad at my quarterback. Yeah, yeah, she lives in, in Northern California. And then this. this morning I'm doing my podcast, and I'm scrolling Twitter, and I read this. This guy covers the Niners for the Athletic. Brock Purdy is Drew Brees with Lamar Jackson's 10-yard burst. Okay, well then you know what? Then the then honestly, the Montana comp is unfair to Brock. Uh, if he's the most accurate quarterback ever, yeah. combined with the most athletic quarterback ever, yeah. then what are we even doing? In the draft Cancel the season. Does that, guy, I mean, does that guy have a list of 10-yard no, bursts? No, yeah, right, right, right. No, he, 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 he tweeted us. He, now, he's since deleted burst. the tweets. I but he has, so. he has I this, hope so. He tried to use Brock's spider chart graph from the combine saying, look, same as Lamar's. Guys, we've lost the plot. And it's fine. I just don't want to argue about it anymore. That's why I go back to quarterback wins. Once you start to dig into this stuff, it gets too wild. Coming up next, most motivational segment in all sports, it's the Bud List. Live from New York, it's the show that argues about Brock Purdy in the commercial breaks. It's the second hour of First Things First. Still to come, who is calling the Eagles a clown show? Are there problems in Philadelphia? And then later, are there Rams? Sneaky playoff contenders if they win tonight. Sneaky. Sneaky, Strongsy. But right now, of course, it's 4 o'clock on Thursday, which means it's time for the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. It is also time, Stink, where we take a little time out, a little break on the show and read some viewer mail. For the year 2023, we get tons of mail, uh, and we always are willing to answer your questions and concerns. Dear Wilds, love the show. Why, thank you. I missed the A block while shopping for Ryan and Brian. Are you done discussing Miami and Dallas? Happy holidays, Dawn. So, 
Uh, I think we are, according to the rundown. I'll just get you caught up to speed. Mike McDaniel said, <laughs> narrative-wise, he wants to stay focused. When you look at the Cowboys on the road, 0-3. If you look at Dolphins overall, I thought overall, we fixed the picture. First of all, behind the, can- behind the curtains, no. audience, Wiles came into my office about an hour and a half ago and said, Bru, we're retiring the Cowboy bit. That's what he told me. Yeah, because Dusty's. And you just yeah. flat out betrayed me. Now, where's the real cowboy? No, no. Stink, we did a no, picture the, it's not of no, me. Not I was tired of this when I said, look, I want the real one. And bring we bring took it before this. They, they won't put it up. We took a, a, a real photo That's, before the show. Access to every and I, you know, I had the flex and all that. But anyway, we'll get that up next week. All right. The Bud List. It's the MVP edition. Oh. Oh. So number three, Kadarius Tony. And and you're like, okay, what in the world does he have to do with MVP? A lot. Because he's basically taking the best quarterback in the league out of the MVP race. You and I predicted Mahomes would be the MVP this year. Kadarius has cost them two games with his drops or just boneheaded penalties. And if they are 11 and 3 instead of 9 and 5, and if Patrick Mahomes has a couple of less interceptions, then he's right smack dab in the middle of maybe winning his third straight. Hard to beat Joe Montana. So there's that. Now, Kadarius, the bud list is about motivation and inspiration. So I'm going to give you some advice. It's going to help Nick's team, but hey, it is what it is. I want to help you, man. Now, look. Stinkle noticed they used back in the day when you had a fumble problem. Mm-hmm. Fumbling, you used to always have to carry the football around. That's true. All right. So, Kadarius, I want you to go get a football from practice and carry it around for the rest of the season. All right. When you go to the supermarket, you got your football. When you go to the club and do your thing, <laughs> you got your football. When you take a shower, put a plastic bag over it what? and hold this football. In fact, when you do your video in a day or two, excommunicating Wild <laughs> from Chiefs Kingdom, hold your football. All right? Don't do that. You know, feel it. Make it become one with it. Okay. Grab it. Yeah. And this will help yeah. you, Kadarius Tony. Perfect. All right. That's good. I like you. I don't know how much I believe in you, but I like <laughs> you, so I'm going to try to believe in you. All right. At number two, this is where we really get into the MVP stuff. Here we go. Dak and Tua. Oh, Double now, game. both of them are on the periphery. Dak was leading a week ago, all right, but obviously a bad game against Buffalo. And now you and two are, are on the periphery, him more so than you. But if both of you have huge games, you could get right back in this thing, especially if Lamar and Brock struggle in their game. And here's what you both have things to prove. This is why you're on the periphery. You can't beat winning teams, but good luck. Good news is one of you is probably going to win against a winning team uh, this weekend. Look at the drop in your performance against teams that have winning records versus teams that have 500 or lower. These are two of, these are two of the best quarterbacks in the league, supposedly, and yet they both are one and four in dropping against the competition in terms of their performance passer rating. So, uh, you Dak on the road, you can prove that you can – yeah. Beat a good team and win on the road. So, Dak, you really could get back in this thing if, if Brock Purdy and Lamar struggle in their next game. And Tua, who knows? Tyreek, look, he practiced today. Maybe he'll play. 
But if he doesn't, you were good last week without him. You got a chance to hop back in this thing, too. All right, at number one, Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. This is really it. This is really, you guys are one-two in the MVP race. And this could determine, I mean, I think it's tight. And I think other guys are kind of lurking. But if one of you plays great and wins this game, then you could go a long way in maybe wrapping up the MVP. So this will be huge. Now, you know, Brock does his thing statistically. Those are eye-popping. Lamar, you do it by controlling the game and the eye test and watching how you do. And look, you both are playing the top two defenses in the league. So if you play great in this game, it will go a long way in determining MVP. I actually believe in both of you. One of you is going to the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Lamar. The <laughs> other, you're getting close. All right, okay. but Philly is tough. So uh, that's this weekend's this week's bud list. Well, I, think I, in you. I think that was excellent. By the way, I've got a, a tiebreaker. If they end in a tie for the MVP, we could use that 10-yard sprint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have the 10-yard sprint. With and the it'll MVP. be a close yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be a dead heat. He was right. A dead right heat. There with right. So we could do that. All right. So uh, I am going to go to a guy that there are a lot of question marks about. Right now, if he was on trial, the jury would take about five seconds to deliberate and say, we don't think he can play. And that is Bryce Young. Bryce Young sometimes looks like he's throwing a medicine ball out there. Like the ball is heavier than him. But I'm going to tell you something. I saw something last week. I'm calling the Carolina-Atlanta game. At the very end of the game, they have not done anything offensively. Bryce Young goes 5 for 5, 68 yards, 13.6 yards per pass attempt, and had a passer rating of 118.8 at the end of the game. What was it? I'm telling you what. He drove them down with poise. Intangible-wise, he's awesome. But you also have to have some tangibles. And we hadn't seen any tangibles up into that point during the course of a game. So good for Bryce Young, but this is not being this is this game is not being about, you know, having tangible skills one weekend out of 18 right, or right, 17. Right. It's about back to back to back. It's about stacking games together. So Bryce, congratulations. That was an excellent victory in a rainstorm last week. Let's see if you can stack it together this week. Wow. That's no, I, I, I like Bryce that. Young? I yeah. like Bryce Young being on there. As Nick knows, I love CJ Stroud coming out of the draft. I'm not surprised he's better, but I'm not going to fully give up on Bryce. You know, a lot of guys have struggled early. Sure. So, yeah, I like that. He's, we're going to motivate him. The, yeah, I, I think everybody probably roots for him, and it's too early to give up on him. There, the last week was, I, th- I agree with you, Sink, the first time you saw even a li- the littlest thing yep. to build on, see if you can build on it. All right, before I show you who's on the bud list, I would there's a matchup this weekend involving two of the best receivers in football that has not been discussed on any show in any way. And I wonder because it's the holidays, because it's Christmas. And I'm going to show Stink now how to do an actual blind reveal where there's real suspense. So here's two (laughs) receivers from this season. Uh And so the guy on the left has 200 more yards, but on 56 more targets. Their yards per reception are almost identical. Their receiving touchdowns, the guy on the right, is ahead. So I don't know how you feel, if it would be a wash, what it would be, but we know they play each other this weekend, so let's discuss it. That is, of course, Devontae Adams and Rasheed Rice. And so I am putting Devontae Adams on the bud list because Devontae Adams right now is staring at the tail end of the prime of his career, and he is going to be staring across the field 
this weekend at a team that in the offseason, despite having Rasheed Rice, well, maybe, actually not despite, because they have Rasheed Rice, is looking for a maybe overqualified number two receiver next year. And Devontae Adams' contract seems ominous, seems looming. Yep. But it's not. Next year, it's $17 million bucks, and the final two years are totally fake. They're $35 million and $35 million for the next two. So for the Raiders, if they are actually going to be grown-ups and try to rebuild, will they be willing to trade Devontae Adams? Would they be willing to trade Devontae Adams within the division? And maybe most notably, will Devontae Adams say, I'm not having fun here because I'm going to show you a different Devontae Adams stat. Since that, remember when... Things seemed to be going well for the Raiders, but he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. Since then, since week five, he has 51 catches, 500 yards, two touchdowns. That is, that's a total fair comparison since week five. So if you are putting up production of a rookie wide receiver that I like, but, you know, is not a star in this league, and you are still, I think he believes, the best receiver in football, do you, and you're going to stare across the field this weekend, the team that has a great quarterback, he used to have one of those, you're going to be going in with Aiden O'Connell. So I wonder how Devontae Adams is going to register at the end of the season, the pending coaching change, the quarterback situation in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Was That was a pitch to get Devontae, yeah. which I'm not what, mad at you. you, you be, I'd love to see him what do you mean? in Kansas City. He could learn a lot Rashid, But did you start off saying t- the two best receivers? No, I said two of the best. Rasheed Rice is now one of the best Well, I mean, is, is Devontae Adams? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean. It's then, not all numbers. The, the, it's not it's all numbers. Rasheed Rice is not. Now, I, I like test. his future. I test. But, that, no, he's not one of the best receivers in the league. You open there. Why would you need Devontae Adams? Well, you could, so you I thought the wide two. receivers were. Yeah, it's good to have two. You got two. You got two passes. You got Devontae number two. Guess what? I mean, Rasheed Travis, would Travis be number might be two. on tour next year. Oh, Who knows? Okay. Travis is just fine. <laughs> All right, so I'm going off the board here. I'm putting uh, Christmas presents on. You know, when I was growing up, I saw Dan Marino give his offensive linemen and running backs just a pair of gloves and said, you know what? Happy birthday. Ice Stoner. Yeah, beautiful. happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy Christmas. No, Merry Christmas. Now. Started out with Trevor Lawrence. He didn't have a cart in all of Jacksonville. He had to limp all the way back to the locker room in the medical <laughs> tent. So he said, LOL, I'll get everybody some uh, golf carts. Mm. And then Patrick Mahomes said that, okay, I will see your golf cart and raise you a cooler golf cart <laughs> with nicer rims. True. So now there's a bunch of other quarterbacks in the league like, oh, jeez. A lot of these guys are backups. Poor Joe Flacco just got there. Like, what do I got to get these guys? I'm playing great. Might get comeback player of the year. I'm just uh, making four million bucks, I think. Uh-huh. So, Stink, uh, I also wanted to toss it to you for a quick story time. Yeah. If I am Jake Browning, if I am Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. if I'm, uh, I don't know, who's starting for the Vikings? Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is a better yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you expecting as my lineman? I'm not the franchise guy. Right. I'm right. kind of just in there. Yeah, like, so I think, you know, we have a. Hog Mollies at the end of the year, we have a little offensive line kind of dinner. Yeah. Like, hey, oh. great year, guys. We Maybe just throw a few bucks into the pot, oh, into how the much? kitty. How much? Uh, for Gardner Minshew, maybe five, five six thousand? grand. Six thousand. Right. He's paying yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Whole, those buying, things cost like 9000 a piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah you bought a lot of them. Right. Yeah. But you're buying what, the golf carts? Yeah. yeah. Those golf carts that, that, uh, that Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes, those are 20 plus thousand bucks a piece. <laughs> 
twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I guarantee you're not I getting guarantee, off with I, just a dinner. Yeah, I guarantee you. He's a good twenty guy. grand. There better be I, ten thousand dollars in the seat. I guarantee Elway you. Elway ever get you 20. one of those? No, he, they Elway used to get. Elway's coming with a lot of cash. Oh, for our, pretty our, good. I'm getting Josh a Starbucks for gift dinner. Card. <laughs> yeah, for coming up next. You pay for our dinner. Uh, oh, easy. A fire article about the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa, that's the one. We took that before the show last week. Why did y'all put that (laughs) one on Photoshop? That's me. (laughs) We all raised an eyebrow when Jalen Hurts questioned the team's commitment after a Seahawks loss. Then A.J. Brown took to Twitter to argue with the Philly faithful. And now Philadelphia Inquirer columnist Marcus Hayes has dissected the tumult. Writing, the winning has paused. Sirianni seems bewildered. The team is spinning out of control and the coach can't stop it. The locker room is devouring itself. One former NFL executive responded to my question this week regarding the Eagles' current culture with a succinct two-word response. Clown show. Brew? Sounds like a Super Bowl team to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is the moment that Nick and Wilds have been waiting for. After reading this column, I am officially concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit concerned, Stink. All right? But look, I'm going to go back. I was a journalist. I wrote in the New York Times, which Philly Inquirer is a great paper, and, and Marcus Hayes does a fantastic job. But when you really read the article, he's he's just giving you the information we know that's out there. You know, that that, that Jalen said, commitment issues, mm-hmm. the tweets by A.J. Brown, all that stuff. And then a former executive says it's a clown show. Now, that that's not – who knows who that former executive is? Did he once work with the Eagles? Does he talk with the Eagles executives, with their coach? Does he know what's going on, or is he sitting there – 2,000 miles away looking at it like we are and said, it's a clown show. You know, so okay. I'm just saying they're 10 and 4, Stink. They're not 6 and 8. Okay, it's a rough patch. I get it. And if they come out against the Giants and the uh, Cardinals. Com- uh, com- Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, Giants, Cardinals. And struggle, even if they win, I mean, I want to see a couple of beatdowns. Well, right? They don't, they don't beat they any sh- team well, down. Well, that's why I want to see it. They got to turn over a new leaf. All right, but I am not jumping off the bandwagon like they have no they got concerns i'm concerned yeah. but no okay. they still they still in the hunt yeah i always i always the the whole an ex nfl executive maybe you got maybe you're an ex because you sucked at being an nfl executive <laughs> and you got canned very possible so I, I always grain of salt on that kind of stuff it is the the concern for me more than anything else is jalen hurts saying we need more commitment yes what like what does that mean? Does that mean we need less Christmas albums? Oh, and more work. Do, I, I bet that, you that's a part of it. So yeah. like those are always things that I think about because being, you know, being one of the very few people on the planet to have back-to-back championships. I don't like <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> I don't like to talk about that. But it's exceptionally hard to do that because guys go different directions. Guys want their money. Guys want. You know, they're celebrity. Guys want they're less willing to sacrifice for the team because they want their stuff. They always they already have a ring. So like that could be a great leadership call as a warning to the rest of the team, like, man, I need your best. And I think that 
is what will help the, the Philadelphia Eagles right the ship. Mm. So I think articles like this, some, some self-reflection and really grading yourself hard is actually a good thing for the Eagles. All right, a couple things. One is about 40 people are about to join that club here in about two months. So it'll, you get to make sure you guys have extra room for right. the back-to-back <laughs> champion convention center. He doesn't um, the, but more importantly is this. I don't really care about the exec set. I care about what I'm watching. What do the Eagles do great? The tush push when they're not getting the tush push. So, okay, all right. They awesome. win close games. The, well, tough well, one until but th- this week. Offensive line is the, great. The, what do they do great? But I didn't say what. No, no, no. They have great players. Yes. Yes. They have great wide receivers. They have a great offensive line. I think they have a great defensive line. But what do they do great? Right now, the answer is nothing. No, convert fourth down and one. They're awesome. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. Uh, The short yardage offense agreed. They're one of the best we've ever seen. All right. Check that off the box. Nothing else right now. They do great. Last year, when, by the way, they, they were excellent but not good enough. Last year, they were great. Historically great at getting to the quarterback. True. Yep. They were great running the football. True. By the end of the year, Jalen was playing great. They were they, they schematically on offensive on the offensive side of the ball. I thought they were great. True. Right now, they don't do anything great. Yeah. And I and I know people think that this is. Some people might think this is in reaction to him telling the Chiefs fans to you know bleep off. I mean a little bit. Hold on. No, no, no. Wild. Vouch for me here. I have been Sirianni skeptical dating back to last season. I understand, the, but there was a little fire in your heart. No, and Sirianni the, telling the Chiefs fans. Yes, to but but stick hold it. on. You guys will vouch for no. me on this. That I that the my Sirianni skepticism dates back to last it year. Is, but you've, and the, the, you've yeah, there's been more post than sure. But the point that I'm making is this: I do not know that I trust Nick Sirianni to pull him out of the spiral. Mm. I don't know that I trust Nick Sirianni to be some amazing leader of by, men. By the way, let me just I, say this really quick. When it comes to injury, are you playing? Yeah. Oh, are you playing? Hurts? Yeah. Are you playing? Yeah, yeah he's playing. Okay, this, right? this is my rule. No excuse. If you're going to play hurt and you're going to play injured, you have to play well hurt and injured or don't play. But he's That's a rule. That is a rule. That's why I have spoken. That's why my answer is don't play if you're hurt. Sit down. Yeah, sit down. No. He probably should. Bro. Jalen's just well. There's a there's well, an article today. Well, maybe these next couple Jaylen, games. Hey, listen. You can't move Jaylen, on the They're going to blow them out. They're going to blow out the Giants this weekend. They're back on. And then our YouTube channel is catching up to Mr. Beast and TikTok. What? what? Turns out I'm Instagram famous. <laughs> and coming up tomorrow, upset alert. It's a hot, hot segment. I'll give you a teaser. Ravens straight up over 49ers. Medals time. Lakers down six to the Bulls in the third. LeBron totally locked in, and he's not just resting on his laurels of being one of the greatest players of all time and winning the in-season tournament, and he throws a behind-the-back, no-look, backcourt pass to Anthony Davis, who was kind of injured. Lakers lose. Medals time. Bronze medal. That was Kawhi. I mean, I, so you, great yeah, intro. I mean, it's just wow. bad. It's wow. not. What do you mean? Brand. You, What's and then not you my get brand? When, it, when the entirety of the commenters that aren't you say you hate LeBron, when it's very. That's why clear. I got to get on their head. Thirty ten and five for Kawhi, who's playing great. Clippers are playing great. I can't believe Bruce said they were going to miss the playoffs. I mean, that seems crazy. No, Category no, two. Did not say. That. <laughs> no, I said. <laughs> Silver Joker thirty one fifteen and six and a win over the Raptors. But you know, it's going to be a very interesting MVP argument this year. Because all of the Embiid folks from last year who are using Joker's playoff failures against him are now going to be in a little locked box. Because Embiid has been unbelievable. 51-12. and 12. This was the best game of anyone all season. 
because of who it came against, because of the dominance of it. Maxie added 35 of his own. There's the medal stand from last night in the association. Shocking win-win for Harden in the Sixers. Right now, so far, yes. Absolutely right. Coming. Yeah. Who knows? Saints-Rams tonight. Rams uh, favored by four and a half. They've won four of their last five. Went toe-to-toe with Baltimore. Yep. Uh, the internet also going back to, did you see this pass from Matthew Stafford? Like, oh, yeah. I did. I'm back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Rams win, are we ready to take them seriously as a contender and do a full segment on them, not just the 45 seconds we have right now? I don't think they can win the Super Bowl, but I think that they absolutely can win one and maybe two playoff games. So NFC title? I mean, I think that's, I think that's their ceiling. I mean, they've won since Stafford came back. Their only loss is overtime to Baltimore in a week that refs they were won. so busy calling offensive offsides they couldn't call six blocks in the back. I mean, it's just That's true, though. Prior, I mean, it's just it true. Blocking it it's six of them. got a point. Yeah. And I'm with you in that they can't win the NFC, but you, you wouldn't want to play them. No. Nope. Just because of the McVay and their experience and Stafford's playing great. So, Stor- not a contender. Would but they be the first team to move off from tomato can to contender in the history of your tomato can bit? Maybe. Oh, I, maybe. Speak is up we'll next. See. Tune I'm in tomorrow. Lions. Lions. <laughs>